another edition of King's Talk. Yo, I am so glad to be here another day. I'm so glad to be here to not only represent um, represent myself, but represent our youth. Like, it's amazing to see and to know that youth want to come out and talk and want to share. So listen, I'm excited. Um, so let's just go ahead and just jump in. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody um, who's watching, everybody who is live streaming with us, everybody that's actually here as a live studio audience. I'm thankful for every last one of y'all. I give honor to God for without him, nothing can be accomplished. So let's introduce our guest on today. So we actually have two sets. We have uh, a setup. Um, we got our younger crew in there. Woo! And then we'll have our uh, young adult in a little bit later. So uh, without further ado, let's introduce each other. So they already know I'm Brian Thompson. So, let's just go right to you. Who are you? My name's Tavier Long. Tavier Long. Okay. You? My name's Bella Thompson. Tyler Thompson. Tell, all right. Well, we got to talk a lot, shorty. My name's Tyler Thompson. All right. And you are? My name is Brian Thompson. All right. Brian Thompson. All right. So, since we got your names, what school do you go to? Overlook Elementary. Overlook Elementary. Where is that located? Abington? There you go. All right. <laughs> um, it's great that they actually, all three of them go to the same school. Um, the fact that they're neighbors, they're just not um, friends. They're also kingdom citizens. And that means the world in this time because not a lot of kids growing up in church are actually going to church. Um, so, yeah, I know. I said I'm out for it right there. And listen, God said it, and I ain't going to be mad about it. So, Tavia, what grade are you in? Second. You're in second grade. All right. Okay. Well, what grade are you in? I'm in third grade. You're in third grade. Oh, my bad. I got the head tilting and everything. Brian, what grade are you in? First grade. You in first grade. Oh, so we got, we got one, two, and three up on here. All right. One, All right. two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Number order. This, hey, listen, you don't got to be in number order all the time. So, let's start with Brian. All right, you ready? Okay. So, if you could ask God one question, what would you ask? Why are people bullying me? Why are people and see, these are questions that we need to understand and need to get because without them speaking up, we don't know how to fight. And us as parents, us as um, adults that's monitoring these kids, if we're not monitoring what's going on, how can we help? How can we uh, uh, go back and forth? So, oh, uh, yeah? Oh. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So, you want you want to ask, you want to ask God for um, the reason why they're bullying you. Do you know sometimes 
things happen just to see if you're going to buck up or not, or I mean, you're going to fight back, or you're going to sit there, pray, and tell the teacher. See, a lot of times what's going on in schools, the people that's bullying you always want to be you. That's what they don't tell you. So, oh, speak a little louder so we can hear you. Or they're jealous of you. All right. Or they're jealous of you. So so these are the reasons why they're bullying you. Not always because they're big, bad, and they can fight. Xavier. Same question. Oh, my bad. You got a response? Go ahead. Come on, please. Okay, so. Um, um, so if, if, some, if you're playing like basketball, right, mm -hmm. and someone trips you over, what would you do? But what I do, well, for one, I call foul, especially if I got the ball. And if I got the ball and I call foul, that means I get the chance to sit and shoot two shots unattested, meaning can't nobody block it. So you can sit there and you can take as long as you want. You can bounce the ball, take a breath, aim, and shoot. And that's a lot of time. No, you can't dunk. It's a foul shot. No, I'm doing like, like, you just stand in and then do this and then. We don't, we don't do that. Hold it like this. You get, you get a good form. And see, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to get a good form so that when we shoot, we shoot and we pray with accuracy. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, Tavier, same question. If, if, if God called you like, yo, Tavier, what's up, homie? And you're like, listen, I got to ask you a question. What question would you ask him? I'll ask him to protect protect our hearts and our minds and our souls. All right. Protect your mind, your heart, and your soul. Well, the good thing about that, that's already protected. The bad part is we don't realize it. How is it protected? From God. No, we're, we're protected by God. We're protected by God. It's, it's, it's protected by the blood of Jesus. And what we fail to do is allow Jesus to cover us. You know, you know how you go home and it's back, back, get ready to go to bed? You put the covers on and you get all snuggled and warm and get ready to go to sleep? That's the same way we're supposed to do with our prayers when we're praying to Jesus. So we can get fully covered for the day. But if you don't pray first thing in the morning and you waking up late because you wanted to watch your, your favorite Batman show or or Spider-Man or or uh Okay, Cap Captain <laughs> Captain America, uh uh whatever your YouTuber is, you up all night doing all this. Guess what? You forgot to pray at night, and now you're rushing. They got the house, they didn't pray in the morning. So now you're not covered. Mm. Crazy part about this? Us adults do the same thing. You gotta pray every day. Yeah, you gotta pray every day. People think it's a joke, but we really gotta pray every day. Every minute. It says pray without ceasing. That means without stopping. All right, you know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna eat. Oh, dang. I, I just ate my food. I didn't pray over it. Pray before you eat. You got, come on! You got to, right? 
got the bread before you do anything. That's the problem. A lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. So. That's why you got to pray for them. <coughs> hmm? That's why you got to pray for them. Come on now. All right. Now, 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 now I wasn't going to get to this this question just yet, but while we're here, we might as well put a, put a, a park in this and in a pen and let's stay right where we're at. Um, Bella, let's start with you. How would you invite your friends to church? Gabby, how would you invite Gabby and Noah to church? Um, I would probably ask their parents. If, um, okay. Probably ask their parents if it's okay for them to come. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, would you be excited? Like, 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 how would you go about it? Probably like, little bit They coming to ignited they coming blue. to ignited blue. So you know the people at ignited blue are nice. Mm -hmm. <coughs> like that that that's one thing we need to hear that y'all like going to church. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of times we'll put the kids in the corner and tell y'all to be quiet. Mm -hmm. While while us as adults sitting there trying to get everything we need to get, but for, but unknowingly. We're pushing y'all aside and not letting God do what he has to do in y'all. And that's bad parenting 101. Why? Because Jesus said, let the child in. Bring the child. Because you got to have a childlike heart and a childlike mind in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. Guess what? We got we to gotta have our childlike faith up. Bring it up. Because if y'all ask us for stuff, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for that. Mm -hmm. But y'all got faith enough to know that I don't know how they're going to do it. I know they're going to do it. God's not going to forget us. You got that right. He sure don't. But sometimes he'll put something in the way to see how much you love him. Mm -hmm. <coughs> put church in the way of your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes to see what, what are you going to do? Are you going to celebrate your birthday? Or are you going to go to church and then celebrate your birthday? Because you know a lot of people do a lot of bad things on their birthday. Mm -hmm. So, tell me what you like about school. Oh, you fine. You raised your hand. Go ahead, Tay. What uh, you like about school? Recess. You like recess <laughs> and lunch. And lunch. Man, you like to run around and eat. Okay. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And, and listen, I like to run around and I like to eat too. <laughs> What's your favorite subject? Baseball. Wait. Baseball ain't no subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, gym. Gym. That's still running around. Okay. All right. So you, we just know you like to run. It's so that's basically special. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, Bella, what's, what do you like about school? Um, learning new things. Learn new things. Like what? Huh? Um, math. Okay. Um, and 
I'm learning how to read better. Okay. Just learning how to to be partners with some someone that he's he's nice. Yeah, someone who doesn't like um like doesn't have a friend so I can help them out and be their friend. Okay. So learning how to uh be kind to someone else. So, question for you, Bella. Because I noticed that you got a new thing going on. You playing the a, a little instrument now. So, what's the difficulties with you playing the instrument? Do you like it? Do, do you find difficulty playing it? Uh, it's actually very hard because she goes too fast. Um, fast. Because mm -hmm. yeah. First, we practice plucking the string. <coughs> okay. All right. Plucking. What do you play? Um, the violin. All right. You play the violin. All right. There you go. Okay. So you say plucking the string. You can be playing the guitar, playing the bass, the um, Viola. the cello. Oh, oh well, there you go. No, not yeah. strings. It's all right. All right. So, um, so the first thing you gotta learn is plucking the string. Okay. What's next? Um, your um, fingers have to be very, like, in a fast motion. In a fast motion. Okay. So, you find it difficult at times or easy at times playing the violin? Very difficult. Very difficult. Okay. Now, would you have chosen a different instrument now knowing that that's difficult? No. Why? Because I, I think so. Okay. Because... I like how small it is and not very heavy. Mm. Okay. So you're you're willing to deal with the difficulties of something because it fits your size. Do you not know how amazing that is to hear that from you and actually be able to pick it apart to understand that most adults don't like the gift that they have because they want something that somebody else has? Because it looks better, but not realize that it's not big enough for their size. Mm. Very powerful, young lady. Very powerful. Brian. Now you're you're the youngest in the bunch. <laughs> and um I know you don't get a chance to play the instrument just yet. But if you could have picked your instrument right now, they say, you know what? We let everybody get instruments. Everybody, we like Oprah, everybody get instruments. What instrument would you grab? It can be any instrument. It don't have to be just the one that they tell you. Mm -hmm. Flute. You still pick the flute? Why the flute? Because it doesn't really look that hard, but it can be that hard. Mm -hmm. And I find with things that's hard. Because mm -hmm. I have very hard math questions in, in class. And, I, and I'm still able to, to beat them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... What's your favorite subject, Brian, in school? <coughs> Math, mm -hmm. reading, mm -hmm. science. Okay. My readers notebook. Okay. Which we don't even do anymore for some reason. Okay. That's all. Okay. 
So, Tavia, if you could pick any instrument, what instrument would you pick? And they would actually get one of that. Mm -hmm. I will get the, the guitar. The guitar. Okay, why the guitar? All right, now, there's two types of guitar. Which one are you going to grab? The electric one or the acoustic? The electric. Electric, boogie woogie. All right, why the electric?
You know what? It's actually quite interesting. Do you know God does the same thing with us? <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Because this time it's like, yo, yo, I know the answer. He's like, yeah, I know you know the answer. That's why I can't go to you. See, there's times when you'll know the answer, but the person next to you don't. So she has to give that person a chance to fail in order to succeed. See, nobody likes to fail. Everybody wants to win. No one likes to lose, but don't you understand? Or oh, I need you to understand. In losing, you're actually winning. Why? Because there's a lesson in losing. So I understand that she's yelling and, and she, she doesn't always pick you. <clears throat> it's not always good to be first. Sometimes it's good being second. Sometimes it's good being last. That's good. That's good. What's up, homie? So you No, I I'm skipping you tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> you actually brought something back to my mind. Okay. One time when I made a mistake on a drawing, okay. my teacher said I could learn from that one mistake. See? Look at that. You can do a lot of learning in mistakes. A lot of people don't like to talk about their mistakes. Because they feel like everybody's going to look down on them like, oh, you made a mistake? Listen, Dad, Uncle Brian, I made mistakes before. I don't know how to perfect. My person, only person that was perfect is who? God. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the only. God never came there. Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus is the only one who was perfect. Okay, question. I know you don't have the answer, you don't have to give the answer, you don't have the answer. <clears throat> if, how can I phrase this for a younger group? Okay. I can't phrase it. <laughs> um, for, I gave the answer already. To the next question, but it's actually kind of good that y'all even did it this way. But so we already know there's only there was only one perfect person, right? So if there's only one perfect person, who should we be imaging ourselves after? Copy. What? Copy. We, we should. Who should be copying off of? Love. Who should we? Not Ooh. what should. Who should we? Jesus. Exactly. Because he was the only one that was perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, he died. Right? He died for all of us. Shed his blood. Yeah. You think you think God for that lately? Like, listen, dog, like, I really thank you for dying for me. Like, I get excited every time I think about that. Like, yo, like, my mama didn't have to do it. My daddy didn't have to do it. My grandparents. But I got a big brother who died to make sure I was in right standings later going up. So, Xavier, how do you pray? 
hold my hands, mm-hmm. I put my head down, mm-hmm. and I and like I like almost about to fall, but like this. Okay. All right. So, do you do that when you're out in the open? No. no? Do you pray when you walking down the street? Sometimes. Okay. So, how do you pray when you walking down the street? Um, so when I see like a car going so fast, mm-hmm. I I like say, um, in the name of Jesus, um, um, in the name of Jesus, um, how should I say? How should I say it? Um, say it like you say. Like say say like just like lock the lock the car so like the people can go and then and then God will um. Open his hands for the uh, car to go, go where it needs to go. Okay, all right, I like that. <coughs> so, fellas, how do you pray? Um, okay. So good. I fold my hands. Mm-hmm. And, and I go down on my knees. Okay. B. I fold my hands. I go down on my knees, and my clothes. Then I close my eyes. All right. Now, do, do y'all pray out in the open? Yes. How do you pray out in the open? Oh, uh, so you 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 physically let the world know that you're praying. Hmm. I like that. A lot of people are actually scared to do that. That's very bold of you. I like it. I like it. A lot of people are scared to do that. They say, you know what? I don't care where I'm at. <sighs> and get a good prayer in. I like that. B, now while you outside running around, do you take a stop a minute to pray? Yes. Yes. Hi. Then what do you do? So I fold my hands. Outside? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You pray in your head, you pray out loud. I pray in my head. In your head. I pray in my head too. Pray in your head. So, <clears throat> uh, now we have a video, I'm not going to blast it. I think I already probably showed it once, way back when, um, of Brian. And he had a sword in his hand. And I forgot exactly what you said. But you went up and you, please say, beat me up or whatever. Who was you out there fighting? Do you even know? Okay. Yes. I think he was fighting the devil. Ah. Okay. Now, there's been plenty of times he has said, I'm ready to chop the devil's head off. So, it's possible. I was sitting with one of my blasters. (laughs) (laughs) So. I, I like the boldness y'all had. Do y'all use this boldness of um, defying the devil in y'all prayer time? Like destroying them. Yeah. yeah? So when, when I, I always close the door mm-hmm. so the devil won't get in. Okay. And then I pray. All right. Now, you live in a house full of prayer. I don't think he's going to come in your house. 
you know, your daddy is an apostle. Yeah, I mean, your, your granddaddy is an apostle. Your grandmom's an evangelist. And your mama is a prayer warrior in her own right. Yes. Um, my Uncle Relly um, goes to church. He do? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you invited him to church? I didn't invite him. He has what? His own church. Oh, he has his own church. Okay. When's the last time you invited somebody to church? I don't remember. Oh, so we got we got to get better than that, then, though. It's a long time. So, so you gonna work on that? Mm. You gonna work on that? Listen, we gotta bring we gotta bring people to God. That's the you know, two more people need, brother. You, who? One and two. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. 
Um, but I want y'all to just to know and understand that how much y'all mean to God. Like y'all, y'all mean the world to God. Do y'all realize that God will tear the devil's head off for y'all? Yes. You've done it in my dream. Oh, okay. You've done it in your dream. What was this dream about? So, first, <coughs> I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Then, I just saw, like, pitch black. Uh-huh. And then I just started to see a little bit of red. And I had a whole sword in my hand. But I didn't even need to use it. Do you know? Like that's very, very, very. (laughs) God. (laughs) When we put on the full armor of God, right? Remember we talk about putting, like we go into bed, we put our our covers on. When we put the full armor on, that's exactly what we're doing. We're putting on the cover of God, and one of the covers is the Word. The word was to carry with you, which is the what? No, the, the yes, word. The, yes, it is. What part of the armor is the word? The Bible. The sword. All right, there you go. So you had your sword, and you didn't have to use it. That means you had your word with you, and you didn't have to use it because God did it for you. A lot of times, God will fight our battles for us. What's up? I had a dream, um, and I was I was in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. And the devil tracked me up, right? And then God came with all His army, right? Mm-hmm. And the devil only had just one army. Oh, it was just him and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Just one person, and God, 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 um, got me out the, got me out. And he 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 um he cra- he teared his face, his arms, his legs, every part of his body. You know what? That's actually um, insightful. Why? Because a lot of times we say it but don't believe it. God leaves the ninety-nine for the one. In that one instant, you were the one, the lost sheep. He had to go back and go get. You wandered off. But he loved you that much. Hey, hey, let me go get Tavier. He went too far. He went too far. It's dark out there. Let me go get my son. Like this, this was amazing. I, I, I'm enjoying this time with y'all because this gives y'all a chance to, to speak on what y'all know about God, speak about your fears, speak about what y'all love. Just not. I can hear it, but the world can hear it. The world can see. You know what? There are actually kingdom-minded kids out here that, that love the Lord. Sometimes I don't like praying outside when people are like um, out, outside screaming. I like to go in the house and pray. Okay. And why? So, I'm okay. You don't like distractions. So, because you don't like it, you shouldn't be that either. 
So when you're in class, the teacher is trying to teach, we all got to make sure we're chilling and not being distracted, even if we know being served. Because you may know it, but the person beside you may not. So by you, oh, I'm done. All right, yeah, I'm done. Now I'm going to start talking to somebody else. You now become a distraction. Okay? Like I said, this, this is not about God. This is about us being good people in the world. What's up? So it's a good thing you said that. <laughs> What's up, son? Because I always don't raise my hand. Why? Because some things I already know, and the teacher just gives them up. Okay. So, so I let other people have a turn. Good job. Um, there's times I want you to turn your holy ghost down. Damn. But I know you can't. Um, that's just the discernment that you had, and I bless God for that. Um, listen, we, y'all have any questions? No. no. Take, a, take a second and think. Take a second and think. Now, I may not know the answer, but I'm sure I can make a phone call and get somebody on that may know the answer to it. Can I ask you guys a question? <coughs> what, okay. what do you feel is your weapon to fight the enemy that the Lord has given you? Mm. I'm going to say it again. What do you, Tavier, what do you, Tylen, what do you, Brian, feel like uh, is your weapon of choice that, that the Lord has given you to fight back? the hand of the enemy whenever he tries to come for you. Go ahead, Bella. The Holy Spirit. Your bare hands. Mm. And what would you do with your bare hands? I'm a little nervous to ask that question. <laughs> what do you do with your hands? What I really want to do is just knock him out cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, knock him out cold. <laughs> but what? So what does the Lord? How does the Lord want you to use your weapon, your hands? How do you think God wants you to use the weapon that He has given you? <laughs> Which, how Tough you, one, huh? Yeah. How do you think God wants you to use your hands? Even though you want to knock somebody out, and rightfully so, sometimes. And and I'm, you know what? It's funny, but I'm so glad that he was so open to say that <laughs> because yeah. it's like the things that we as adults want to say, yeah. but we don't. So we put up the facade of like, oh no, I'm not going to say that, or. We got to always be so politically correct or spiritually correct. But the reality is that just shows the, the seriousness of our flesh. Yeah. But now how do I deny my flesh? So exactly. even in this, this is a, such a teachable moment for us to be a little more honest and transparent yeah. that, that we can overcome by being transparent. 
So my question is, how do you think God wants you to use your hands? Because you know you ain't supposed to fight, right? Unless you need to defend, correct? All right, so how do you think God wants you to use your hands? Wait a minute, Bella. I think he wants me to get a Bible and do it. That's and good. just read scriptures. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay, go, Bella. Um, what? Well, well, let me say, you, you said Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, Go ahead. Um, and also pray. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I will have the um, Hulkbuster. Okay. And then, and then, and then, me and God will beat him up. All right. Okay. Now, uh, let's get this. Uh, let's just knock this out the book, right? We know that God doesn't need us for real, for real right um he can just say whatever he wants and it happens that's how you were out here it's like avengers almost uh, that's what he was trying to portray in avengers he said and that that's a very good let's let's, let's talk about that let's talk about that see because People don't understand the reasoning behind Thanos in the snap. He wanted, and his his ideal thought mind process was, I want the world to be fine. No more superheroes, just be normal. The way to get that is to just get rid of all the power. So, snap. And like that, he took all the supers off and thought he made the world a better place. Only to realize killing, destruction, wars, was going to still go on. So, this was great. Um, we get ready to have a commercial break. Um, so, we'll be right back in about three minutes. Don't go nowhere. Stand tight. See you next time. <laughs>
All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Live and direct. Thank you for joining us for part two of King's Talk, Youth Edition. Um, so we have our next group, our young adults. We have Rakaya. Who? Dylan. Alright, talk up. Come on. Alright, so uh Rakaya. Kaya. How old are you? If your mommy asks you. You know, I, I know sometimes y'all women be like, don't ask me my age. <laughs> Dylan? Fourteen. Fourteen. Alright, so um what school do you go to? You're you're out of school. Go ahead, girl. No, but aren't you getting ready to go back to school? Yeah, beauty school, but not kind of, but not right now. Okay. All right. What school do you go to? Um, Edmonton Senior High. Edmonton Senior High. All right. So, while you were in the school, Kai, what were the difficulties you faced while you were there? Um, I would say Trump. Having one foot in being church and then one foot being in room. Because I had close type of friends. Hey, listen, you know the adults still struggle with that. Yeah. So they'd be like, all right, yeah, uh, Sunday I'm in church. While Saturday I was dropping low, hopping my booty, hopping <laughs> bottles. So, you know, there's it's a lot of people still doing that now. So the fact that we got to understand that as adults, that y'all go through the same thing as kids, that gives us another eye-opening moment to, re to remember and reflect. Like, listen, they're going through it too. Now, how can we bring this full cycle? Um, Dylan, what do you, what's your hardest about being in school? Um, I would say... The hardest thing about being in school would be having some friends who aren't, who don't consider themselves to be Christian. Okay. Or would say, I am, or with people who say, I am Christian, but you can say you're Christian, but being saved and being Christian is two different things. All right. So, how do you approach the situation knowing that you got someone who they believe because they go to church they're good I, i've noticed that i had to change my circle okay so was that a difficult thing or was that just you know what over time i'm realizing like this ain't working for me like how, how, how did that change of the circle come about? It was about? actually easy because it happened during the pandemic where I was going to close the wood guy. So it made it easier for me to like make my circle smaller. So you used the pandemic for your benefit. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Listen, you know, a lot of people use that time to run away from God, where you use that time to, to, to hone in. Like, that's very, that was a very pivotal moment 
but you made it very a very profitable moment for you in the long run. Um, like I give my hats off to you because a lot of people don't even do that, and they've been in church all their lives. So for you growing up in church, and now your mom's a pastor, um, I know it's a little difficult to you that time, but the fact that like you know what I want to learn God for myself. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes of not just who you are, but who is raising you. So I, I, I give my head off to you. Um, son, how do you deal with adversity in school? How do you how do you deal with see I don't want to go that way. What you mean by adversity? <clears throat> Just that thing. Hard times, troubles. Oh. Um uh, I would say dealing with troubles. Um while being in school? Yeah. Um I would say school alone is already stressful enough with having um now being in high school i would say having to switch classes and like deal with different having to learn different teachers demeanors and things okay. of the sort like finding basically finding your medium with different types of teachers because you get a different everybody have their own everybody have their good and bad days right so Sometimes if a teacher having a bad day, why should we lash off on them? Because they having a bad day when we lash off on them when we have bad days. So I would say dealing with troubles in school is dealing with troubles in school. You gotta find a medium with it. At one point, you got to keep yourself sane. And I would say for me, that would be praying in school, even if it's just taking a minute just to say. The our father prayer just to take a second just to breathe or just taking a walk and praying or just talking be like listen I can't deal with all this today that right there will take a lot of stress off you okay so. <clears throat> now do you think this is stress or unknown territory that you didn't walk in and haven't realized I would say at some points it could be unknown territory, but for most points I would say stress because it's like, all right, I gotta deal with it. if I'm not to class on time. It's like so many thoughts in your head going at once being in school because it's like, of course we know what can happen in school and what has happened before with other schools where it's different violence and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I would say number one, that being in the back of your mind all the time. And I think that for people who don't talk about it, it's a real thing to be in school and think about every day going in there not knowing if you're going to come out every day. So that itself is stressful because it's always sitting in the back of your mind no matter where, especially when you, especially at points where I think everybody in school has just walked out of class and say, I've used the bathroom. But let's be for not everybody always uses the bathroom, just taking a walk by yourself. It's like, what if this is my last walk by myself in school? So, um, just that too. 
possessing the back of your mind, then not only that, now you go with the violence part, but it's, all right, if I, I don't study for this, I don't, if I don't study long enough for this test, am I going to do good still? All right, well, maybe if I go home and I just take maybe 10 minutes, maybe maybe that'll help. Well, no, 10 minutes usually don't work for me. So it's also learning yourself, too. That's okay. So it's a lot of stressful thoughts, but the unknown territory is a lot of the part, too, because it's like being in middle school and going to high school is two different things. Yes. Especially with the pandemic that happened, a lot of teachers in middle school was taking it more easy on us because it was like, all right, we wasn't in school for a year and a half. And when we wasn't doing school, it was virtual. So for real, for real, you wasn't turning in assignments. They wasn't really pulling it against you. But so that was in middle school when we came back. But now being in high school, there should be no excuse. Then in middle school, and we're in high school, we're fully going back to school. There's no excuse why work shouldn't be being done or late or not on time. So. so you feel as though the pandemic hurt you in a little bit because when it didn't allow you that one-on-one interaction, yeah. it kind of like gave you, listen, this should work. You do it. It's on you. Yeah. And then even if you don't do it, whatever kind of mentality. I think, okay. I think especially for some of the, or at least for the grades that, like, most people need it, mm-hmm. I would say because when the pandemic hit us, I was in sixth grade. So I would say the people that was going to, like, either ending high school, starting high school, or leaving elementary, mm-hmm. I would say those would be the hardest times. Like, he was already in middle school, like if he was in seventh, going to eighth, I'll say it wasn't that as stressful. Okay. I'll say if you was in like eighth, going to ninth, or um, eleventh, going to twelfth, and twelfth um, ended school too, because they got their prom and stuff canceled, which was their last year of school. So their last year of school got canceled, and there was nothing that they could do about it too. Mm-hmm. And I'll say for sixth grade, for us, because we was leaving elementary, it's like, not, I don't know about all schools, but at least up here, mm-hmm. sixth grade was our last year in elementary. So mm-hmm. it's like, dang, our last year in elementary, we couldn't even hang out with our friends. Mm-hmm. We it had to get cut off in March, like the end of the year. like. So mm-hmm. then we had to go into a brand new building. And for most people, most of my friends that I have now, we none of us really went back in seventh grade. We went back in eighth. So mm-hmm. not only did we not have the end of the sixth grade, but so we had to go into the junior high or middle school and not be there, seventh grade. So they were just giving us work and say, like you said, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But then going into eighth grade, it's like, dang, well, some people know their teachers, but I, I don't know nobody. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, Kaya, how did you deal with peer pressure in school. It was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, how do you feel being no longer in school? 
but now a part of the workman's voice. How do you feel it? I, I, I can't afford to came too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Delta came faster, yeah. Well, life changed, though. But the more you go by day by day, it gets easier, so. Okay. So, how does the, all right, so if you could change, no, not even, if you could go back, you now can go back to any age. What would you tell the younger Kaya? What, so say what age it would be in then. Yeah. I would say 16. 16? Okay. And I would have told myself to loosen up a little bit because I was rough. Okay. All these, like in school, all these and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm telling myself to loosen up a little bit. Loosen up a little bit. Okay. You feel like you missed something? Yeah. Why? Okay. I feel like I was too disrespectful. Okay. Like, even to the teachers. It was just because I didn't want to do the work. So, like, I would lash out or I would get, you know, it was just stuff. So, yeah, I would tell myself to chill out. Duly noted. So, now knowing this, how do you focus on not lashing out later on? Now? Mm-hmm. Well, now all I do, I, all I do now is like try to listen to gospel. Like I listen to gospel, it helps me out. Okay. Or like I even call my mom and she talks to me. Or I call my dad. So like that kind of helps me out now. Okay. It's all right. So you now, so. Okay. Good question. So you you basically just said in a nutshell, you change what you allow into your ear gates. So that that was able to help change your focus. So if you had the chance to get a microphone and talk to the younger generation about the music, what would you say? Like the R&B hip hop type. I would say now it's more like it's trash. Everything is just about SEX. Mm-hmm. Everything's about getting money. In reality, they really like mentally going through it behind closed doors, and they put on this front so they have our generation thinking it's easy, you know, to get out there do all that stuff. And it's much harder. And because our generation now feels like a little weird, they do it. You know? <laughs> so I would just say, stay focused. Like, like just try to find a different music type or something different that's not like Beyonce or Little Baby and stuff like that. Because that stuff, when you keep listening to the words, mm-hmm. it like goes in your body and you start acting out and doing certain things like that. And like to the little girls, like when you listen, like um, what's the name, city girls and stuff like that, home twerking and stuff like that. You know, it get, you know, I was like that, so like I know, so like I would just say, try to find something that's not gonna have you basically doing what you're not supposed to do. Okay. Sure. I would say for me, at one point, um, people talk that. Oh. Around last year, as y'all know, I was the music I was listening to 
was more talking about the drug influence on things. Mm -hmm. And hearing that, I wasn't listening to my parents in the village I had, which was saying, listen, don't listen, don't, don't let the music get to you because when it do, it, like how you just said, it, it start flowing through your body and you start doing what it's saying. And you may not notice it, but certain ways that you may have, and people gonna be like, what's like, you good? Like, mm -hmm. something changed about you. And then, and then we sit here and be like, something really? Like, I don't think nothing changed. Right. But the whole time, the music is sitting here and it's not, I wouldn't say corrupting you, because you still have the option to stop it. Right. And, but because of that, because of the influence that it has, because we, most kids our age or in our generation now, we like the music for, most people don't even care about the lyrics no more. Right. And I think we don't care about the lyrics <coughs> as much because we're more acting on it. Right. So we don't really listen to it. But I would say that the thing that catches our attention now would be the beats right that like that's the main thing that <coughs> like that the beat i would say the beats get to everybody too because it's like with um with rap music now if it got a good beat to it you're gonna right. listen to it right and um just just not letting music influence you right but now that i've changed what i do listen to i've noticed a shift in myself, like I'm okay being real. So right. the <coughs> influence was like a real thing. Like it was uh, like it was a real thing that happened too. So, and of course, you as my parent, you know right. what happened. But what well, I had to stop myself from listening to that, and now I'm more listening to. I'm not gonna lie and sit here. I say, oh, I listen to his gospel. No, I, <laughs> I, I still sit here and I. I listen to certain people, but I have changed the ways. I would I I would say I have changed the people because of the fact, or I've noticed that certain songs that they make mm -hmm. aren't for me. Okay, because it's like they sound different too. Right. So, um, this is why I probably started the call because he doesn't want us to go in this direction, but we're gonna go in this direction because we are already here. Um, so. We know that Satan, who was once named Lucifer, was the master of the music in heaven. So he had some of the same legal rights here on earth. <coughs> His job is to make music to infiltrate your body to make you act out if his music was was pleasing to god's ears up there of course he's going to make the music pleasing to our ears down here that way we will sin against god so <clears throat> of course that's that's his main goal his main goal is to get as many of us <coughs> not in heaven because that's where he can't go. So, niece, you do liturgically dance now. How do you how how do you like this? And you actually made this into uh, 
a ministry. So tell us about this. Um, I enjoy it. Like it's like because I feel like in like gospel or in, in um, Christians, we all learn through God like different ways. Like some of us learn from music, dance, right. the, the scriptures, or <coughs> somebody teaching us. And for me, right. it's music and dance. Like I put everything I go through, everything that I, that's like holding me up or something, I put it in my dance. And I, like when I before I um dance, I always listen to the song and let it minister mm-hmm. through my body so that way I could perform it the right way. So I really enjoy it. And like so what is what is the, um, the name of the ministry that uh, your 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 liturgical dance ministry? Touching souls. <coughs> Touching souls. How, how long how long have you been doing liturgical dancing? Technically, you talking about like in the ministry or like by myself? Uh, both. When, when you um, first, well, you first started. When, when did you first start? Dancing. Dancing? I say when I was like six. Okay. But I got more to it when I got older, like 16. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, if you, if there was a little girl out running around right now that was <clears throat> never thought of liturgical dance as a part of worship to God. What would you say to her? <laughs> Did you know that it was a place of worship to God? Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I would probably walk with her and try to like get, get her like the feel of it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <coughs> okay. Um, Dylan, what do you feel as though is your your go to when you're in church? Like, like, all right, if I know if I just do this one thing, I'm good. Like, like your happy place. If there was a such thing. I would probably say it's it's two things I can't pick between the two. Okay. I would say breaking down scripture to other people. Okay. Because I would say when I do that, it's like you don't understand what it's saying. Okay. So, like when you, like when you give me scriptures and stuff like that to read, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. I read it once, and then once we read it again, it seems like when I read it the second time. And I always find out more stuff. So I feel like I could break it down to other people. <coughs> okay. And I've done that before with like I've done that before with friends mm-hmm. in my church in church actually with friends outside of school. And it's just something that brings me like, you know what? Yeah, I could do this. Like I feel like I could actually read scripture in church and I could tell people like what it actually is saying. Okay. And the deeper meaning of it. And if it's not that, I would say Probably either writing a story or writing like a poem. Because I feel like when I did the poem, mm-hmm. that was something that brought me like it was like it was a shock moment, 
But then at the same time, it was like, it was a shock moment, number one. But I will also say for me, it was kind of like a, like a happy feeling. Okay. Because it was like, my whole thing was I was writing it down because of something that you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. But then like, <coughs> as I read it for the church, mm-hmm. there was more stuff that was coming from it that I didn't even know. So right. I wrote it down originally for it to be for one thing. Right. But then as I was reading it for church, you we was there. Yeah. And it turned into something totally different that I didn't even know that that's what it meant, truly. So, when is the next one? Did you start writing the next one? At the moment, no. I think that may be something you might want to start picking up and just do on a regular basis. Um, even if you just have it in a journal um, and just have all these things just written down, we can actually translate what you write down into a song that she can actually dance to. See, look. That sounds good. So, that's one thing I love about God. I, and it's crazy because I look at us as peas in a pot. We all look alike. But if you actually take one out individually and cook it different, each one would taste different. So we're all in this fitly joint together. All the joints supply. So, with that being said, what's your favorite scripture? I'm not going to ask you to repeat it, but if you want to, you can. It's okay. I can do anything through Christ that something's me. Now, why is that your favorite one? Because it, it gets me through life, like, and I feel like I can't do something. I just say that, and it happens. It's not all. Well, it don't always happen, but for the most part, it happens. It can be through. <clears throat> so the fact of not only knowing the word, but now hearing the word of God brings light to the situation. Dylan, what's yours? Most recently, I would say. The scripture that y'all did for y'all letting. It seems like every time I go in y'all room and I'll see it like plastered on the little board, so I'll be like, I just read it every time. I'll be like, yeah, like it. Well, what is it? It's First Corinthians. Is it first or second? I think I think it's first. See, look, you always. <laughs> <laughs> y'all always hit you with it. I think it's First Corinthians, thir- thirteen. You told me. You be reading it. All right, what do it sound like? Give what? us a little bit of it. Yeah, give us a little bit of it. Um, Any anything. Love, love keeps no record. That's the that's the one part that always gets it. It's like love Same. keeps no record of wrong. Love keeps no record and of wrong. When I it seemed like when I read that part, it'd be like that's crazy because it don't. Because when you think about it, I think about situations in my life personally mm-hmm. where it's like. Or even things that have happened before, it's like, why would I judge you for something if I say I love you? Why would I hold something towards you that happened in the past? I can't do that. If one minute I say I love you, then why would I hold something that you did wrong? It doesn't matter if it was yesterday. It doesn't matter if it was two seconds. So I, I can't hold you against it. Because if I say I love you on one breath, I got to mean that. 
and I'll say for my parents, I'll say for family members, it's like people don't hold what they say to people all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you do, are you truly loving the person like you say you do? All right now. All right. Here we go. Kaya <laughs> say you trying to preach. <laughs> um so um you're in the work field now, all right? Making boatload of money, can you don't go to that But no, um <laughs> Um, how are you allowing your light to shine in your workplace? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you well, I still do like when it's after the nap time, I like to play my gospel because I know they just now getting up, they about to do out. So I play my gospel as I'm changing them mm-hmm. and also pray when I get too stressed out. Okay. took it as like kind of like a like a question with a statement type thing okay it was like yo like you go to church and, and then like there would be it would just be a whole conversation that would already be going on mm-hmm. and sometimes me and, like me and my friends do talk about like being christian and stuff like that mm-hmm. so usually that's how you that's how the conversation is already going so i'd be like yo you go to church and they'd be like 
I most people or most of my friends that I usually talk to, they be like, I go, but for the most part, I be going with my grandma. Like she always be taking me. I be like, so most people it be their grandma. So I be like, all right, you and your grandma gonna come to my church? Like y'all can come one time. And they be like, they be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna ask her. So I would say for most of my friends that I've went about asking, because I've asked multiple. Usually, it's either my mom and dad make me go, or um, or it's always their grandma team. So I'm like, right. all right, you and your grandma can come too. Like, <coughs> so, how do you how do you break the ice for the ones who don't go to church, mm-hmm. or have you even tried? I mean, yeah, I've met, I've, I've had, I have friends who. All right, I want to say this respectfully. I have friends who are closer to me now because of the fact that we have talked about going to church mm-hmm. and being saved. And I would say, not trying to, you know, I don't take no no glory from God, but it was all Him. The fact that we were able to have the conversation and they really knew nothing about being saved and going to church, mm-hmm. but the fact that they talked to me about it because they knew that, that was something I do. Mm-hmm. And they were able to be like, yo, like now I'm interested. Like, tell me about it. I would say the conversation really was like, I like one. I would say one main part because my friend, he was actually atheist. He yeah. didn't believe in nothing. So I'm like, how do you think you got here? Like, and it was kind of like, I had to not force him to believe it, but I had to show him. Mm-hmm. So. For me to show him, it was like, yo, like, now that you're saying that, it was like, he was like, now that you say it, he was like, it, it do seem weird. Like, it gotta be something there, right? But the whole reason why he was it is was because his parents told him that, oh, there's nothing there. So mm-hmm. he never had his own, like, opinion. Yeah. Okay. So I had to tell him, the conversation went like, it was a group of my friends who were talking about going to church. And he was like, I don't go to church. And we all looked at him like, what? Because <laughs> most of us, we go. So we right. so we all looked at him like, what? He was like, yeah. He was like, I don't believe in no God. I was like, so we all was like, no, ain't no way. Uh-huh. So then they, so then my friend, my friend Antonio was like, Dylan got you. I was like, <laughs> I was like why are you going to push it on me? So he was like, he was like, yeah, let Dylan talk to you. So then we was all sitting there. So then I was like, all right, what do I say? Because it's like, for somebody who don't believe in anything, now I got to go, I got to think about how it was for me to learn and basically teach him. Mm-hmm. So in my eyes, for me, it was the whole breaking down the scripture part. Okay. So, so what scripture thing, did you give him? So that that's the one part. Only The part I gave him, Okay. It was Genesis 1. That's the only thing I gave him so okay. far. Because this was like, I think this was like no, middle of November. So it's kind of recent. Yeah, I still talk to him to this day. And um, so basically, I gave him, the main thing I said to him, I was like, so we just started going into it. So I was like, why don't you believe that it's no God? Okay. And then the thing was, I was like, so how do you think you got here too? So then he was like, well, he's like, well, I believe in science. I was right. like, I, I was like, I was like, that's cool, <laughs> but there's missing points. There is. And he was like, what you mean? 
So then I had to start going into biology and start going into everything like that. So I, was, so I started showing them because I know I know my science. So I was like, I was like, I was like, so if it's saying that two, if it say that a rock collided with Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. I was like, how do you think if it collided, that means everything was destroyed. So how do you think things restarted? Mm-hmm. He was like, dead. He was like, right. So then I showed him Genesis one, and he was like. He was like, it makes sense, but it don't make sense. So now I had to read it to him again. But I had to let him read it. Right. Because I read it the first time. But I know the same thing I was saying before. Sometimes it takes for you to read stuff by yourself to really get it a second time. Mm-hmm. So I had to let him read it. I had to let him read it for himself. And he understood. And he was like, wait. He was like, wait. So it was dark. Then it was light. So the guy that y'all believe in it was all darkness and he made it light this time. And I was like, yes. So he was like, so God is basically the sun. I was like, oh, damn. You're close. I had to tell him again. I'm like, I was like, no, God, not the sun. I was like, if anything, God really made the sun. Because right. if we go back to science, the sun was cold at one point. Right. So he was like, yeah. So I was like, how do you think that the sun got back hot for the sun to be everything that we need now and he was like yeah that do make sense so every, like every couple of days we talk during lunch because me and my homies we just talk and we just be joking around about stuff so when we actually get to really having a conversation with him he'd be like yeah and he started going to my friend antonio church okay. so he go with him so my friend antonio mom and stuff like that we taking him to church with them so he be going to church now thank you so and he actually talking about like he like it there and stuff like that we trying to um we trying to talk to our principal right now about getting like a bible group you know what i'm saying come on because um, mm-hmm. they got they got a whole day like they got like a whole four days where the muslims like don't come to school or they they come to school in the morning but then they leave mm-hmm. so then if y'all could do that for them we should be able to include the Christians too. Even when they pray, it should be something Like the Muslims, like it's a whole bunch of them that are that are my friends personally. Like they able to leave class, they go pray. Like, like all right, well, they can go pray. We can go in the hallway, go pray too. Right. So the reason I'm at this is actually a good point. Um, I've been talking about this with a couple of my other coworkers. Um, <clears throat> and what it is, they made a statement. Yeah. They made it known. Listen, I'm not taking this job if at 12 o'clock I can't go pray. Mm-hmm. That's what us as disciples. Let's let's just understand who we are. We're disciples. Christianity is a religion. Mm-hmm. We are disciples of Jesus. So I don't want y'all to get that uh, uh, mishandled misconstrued anything we're disciples so as us being disciples we have the same rights if not more rights to stand but if you're not going to stand what are you standing for so this is these are the things that you know us as adults we need to know because now we can we are y'all back so for instance, 
there's a scripture in the Bible that says, I don't know exactly where it's at, but I do, I do know I had it in my prayers, and I always do. I see Jesus be my rear guard, meaning cover me from behind. Push me when I feel weak. Guide me when I want to go left or right. Be my rear guard. That's us. We're there to push you to where you need to be. And when you're having trouble making the stand, put y'all beside us. And now, let us go. So now knowing this, yo, we can get a petition going on. Hey, listen, they, they want to have this. All you need is enough. <sighs> it's called jurisdiction. We're all... We all have a jurisdiction. We don't use it. So if I know my jurisdiction is here, I can use my authority here and use it wherever I go. So I can now go, like, hey, listen, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get this person. To make a law, you got to have a certain amount of signatures. Un, on, underneath the law that you want to have in place. So if that's something you want to do, something y'all want to do, we can get people to back you that will support you in what y'all do. And not only that, help finance. Mm -hmm. See, what we don't understand is the world may be broke, but God ain't. Mm -hmm. So if God ain't broke, we have unlimited unlimited amount of resources that we're not tapping into why because we want to keep up with the joneses with the, the barkers with the parkers instead of keeping up with the christ I, look at that that's actually one of my actually one of my favorite scriptures isaiah 52. 12 is that scripture. So, like I said, I don't know them all. I know several. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've been learning now is I say I don't know them, but as soon as I start to go speak it, it rattle off. Why? Because I found myself studying the word more. Mm -hmm. The more you study, the better off. I didn't like that in school. Be all the way clear. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do just enough to pass. That's it. But now I'm understanding the studying behind that gives you the necessary courage and the ability to stand. <coughs> so, if you could, why? This is different. Okay. Okay, because y'all trend set it. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. If y'all had the ability to set a trend, what would it be? Turn
what 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 would it be I would say start like you gotta make it fun for people. Yeah. So I would say 60 second prayer. I was That's, thinking about something like that. <laughs> I was thinking like five five fingers and say what you want in the church or something like that. Okay. So for my I would personally say like if we do a 60 second prayer every day, it don't just 60 seconds. And I'm pretty sure if we was people starting off with that, I'm pretty sure God would be very appreciative of the 60 second prayer, just acknowledging, just acknowledging him for a minute. So why we start? Why, why, why don't you start the new trend? <clears throat> Listen, this 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 is your floor right now. This is your trend. You just said it live. This is your new trend. Let's go. Let's go. Sixty second prayer. Sixty second prayer. Let me set the timer. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Let's do one. All right, so I'm gonna set the timer. All right, we will set the timer. Oh, that that should mean up there. So I didn't get all the details of it. Oh, you know, okay. you want to get a detail? So, um, <laughs> um, just saying, our podcast is like, no, you listen, you listen, 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 so I'm gonna to go to the timer. I like that one. You like going to? Listen. We, and it's crazy because even as you're saying it, like I'm encouraged to be honest. Yeah, like you don't understand how you you probably just help right now by saying, you know what? That's gonna be my new fast for the new year. I'm gonna do sixty second prayer. Yeah, and so I ain't people even, that don't even know how to pray to start doing that part. See, look, you already said the trend. And look, here's the even better part. You know the timer really don't have sixty seconds, so you got fifty nine seconds to pray. You better pray heavy, right. damn boy. Ready? Wait, sorry. You got it. You got it. Trying to think what? Because the I five prayer is doing. It don't it, have to listen, be the I five prayer. Just pray. Yeah, go from your heart. God wants you. Yeah, go from your heart. Holy Spirit, use you. No. It's I mean, that, you that's said what I, it. That's what I'm saying. This is what you said. All right, you're going to do the R5 one. All right. All right. Can you do it in 60 seconds? Here's a question. 59. All right, let's Ready? go. Ready? Go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For God is the king, the power, and glory forever and ever. Amen. Right. 43 seconds. 43 seconds. See? See, so, wait, wait. You not you, you should have kept on going. I mean, you, you did it in, what, well, what did I say, 59? Listen, you, 
You have you got forty three seconds left to pray if you want to. And you listen, said sixty and, seconds. And even in that, you just started the base, the base of a of prayer. Mm-hmm. Like from here, you should flow. Let's let's since here, let's just dissect out the I Father prayer. All right, I <laughs> I Father. Right. So, so we got this is like a teaching. Our Father is a breakdown of giving a direct order on who we're praying to. Mm-hmm. So we say, most people are like, all right, dear Father, dear Lord. They, no. My Father. All right, Lord. Uh, that's not what he wants. Yo, Dad. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. You, imagine you go to me like, oh, but Dad, you know, I ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> You're like, all right, let me just get serious. Father. Here's the next one. Where does he live? In heaven. So now, not only are you given a direct point of who you're praying to, but now that where he's at is holy. Mm-hmm. Our Father, who art in heaven, Holy is your name. That right there is a base of your most powerful prayer that people don't even use. Why? Because they're so used. Lord, can you just please give me this car? Lord, can you please just give me this house? Lord, can you? He's like, wait a minute. What happened to where I live? I'm holy. I'm your father. All right. I don't know a lot of people haven't thought about this, but we're here now. How many people, instead of putting father, put friend? <laughs> yeah, like, he's our friend. Do you not? There are things your friend would do that your father wouldn't. See, your father will protect you. Your friend will protect you. Your father will give you money. Your friend will give you money. But there's some things your friend would do that your father just can't do. And the last one that is so powerful that we don't realize, instead of saying father or friend, judge. We never say, all right, Lord. All right, judge. Listen. Ah. I'm not throwing a situation. We always say, oh, because he's the lawyer in the courtroom, but we never acknowledge him as the judge. He's the one that makes every rule. We are law-bottled citizens, but we don't even understand that he's actually the full judge. So those, I just gave everybody three points real quick <laughs> on how to pray and what to put in the top of your prayer. This stuff, I literally just started learning myself and started using myself. Because you know what? I need him to be the judge and break down some strongholds that's holding my family hostage, my cousins hostage, my grandparents hostage, my mom, myself hostage. So I need the judge 
to judge the matter and handle it effectively. The father, he has the right to do it, but he's not going to do it. But if I go to the judge, he has to go. So that's just a brief thing I've been doing lately with God. Like, listen, put him in his proper place when you need him. So we got we got to kind of like categorize him a little bit better. So with that, how do you feel your walk with God is now? I'll start with that one. Um, Better than it was an issue. Okay. Thank you, question. Go ahead, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't feeling you. Good try. <laughs> um, what steps did you do? Because you said better than last year. So, what steps did you take to make it better now than then? Um, I had to look at myself in the mirror. I think a lot of people go over the fact of and when people say take a like take a second and look at yourself. I think a lot of people go over that fact, and or when people say it, they okay, and it just go right here, or it go, and a lot of people don't really do it. But I think it took for what was going on with me a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and was going on with me last year. For me to take a second around this time and just be like, yo, like, and of course we hear our parents say all the time, like, is everything okay? Like, do you need to talk? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't want to talk, but it's like, dang, like, who am I going to talk to then? Then you think about it, it's like, all right, well, guess I got to do this whole God thing. And then it's like, all right, I can only talk to you because I don't want to talk to nobody else. I don't want no therapist to have to hear my mouth all the time because I feel like that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And that's been my thing. I tell people that ask me, or if anyone was ask me, do you, you ever thought about a therapist? No. That's not me telling somebody what all my, what all my problems is and them giving me their input is going to help me on how I feel. They're going to tell me how I should feel. It's not going to work for me. Then hearing my parents, it's like, all right, I'm going to tell y'all, but am I going to get the answer I want? Because y'all can give us the best answer y'all can, and that's understandable. But at the same time, am I going to lash back because I didn't get the answer I wanted to hear? Or am I going to agree because of what I, what I know I need to hear? Or should I go to a friend, but then the friend start judging me? All right, well, I don't want to be judged. <laughs> so then it's like, all right. <laughs> then it's like, all right, I don't want to be judged. So that, that go right back to the therapist. Then they judge me anyway. All right, well, that cancels that. Well, I got siblings. Maybe I can go to one of them. They gonna tell everybody else. They gonna tell my business. They gonna be like, they gonna be like, yo, like I don't want to talk with you no more. Or they gonna look at you different. Mm-hmm. So that defeats the sibling thing. So who's left? Then you can. Then the one thing is, you know what? All right. I'm gonna go to another family member. I'm gonna go to auntie. Auntie gonna tell your mom and dad, or 
Auntie not gonna keep it real with you. <laughs> let me go to Oak. Let me go to Oak. I know he gonna he gonna keep it a hundred with me. Mm-hmm. He gonna keep it a hundred with me, but that's the same thing my parents would be doing. But it's not the answer I wanna hear. So that nothing nothing is working. Right. So the last resort is, or people take as the last resort. All right, I gotta go to God because that's the only person who, well, he gonna hear me. Mm-hmm. And he gonna give me what I need to hear and what I want to hear mm-hmm. at the same time. But sometimes, then, but sometimes it's not what you want. To hear. <laughs> sometimes it's not what you want to hear. But then that conviction hit you. It's like, dad. It's like the the truth hurt. And then when God really tell you about yourself, and it's like, take a second and look at yourself. You're dirty. Like, and then when God hit you with the you're dirty. Cause I, I had that. It's like yo, <laughs> and then he say it, and it's loud too. Then it's like yeah, that that's God for sure. Then it's like all right, I don't want him to say that I'm dirty. I don't want him to say. It. I don't want him to say that I'm that I'm not in the right place. I don't right. want to hear him say, "You you're not my." I don't want him. I don't ever want to hear the words of going up to heaven and hearing God saying. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. And I think after hearing you say it and you like, you really explained it to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when we go, there is no second option coming back. Right. When you go, God is going to judge you. And when it's, and if we all go at the same time, when Jesus come back, you're going to hear, you are my faithful son, or I do not know you. And I think when you think about it, and I had a dream about it, and looking at him, not being not being able to really see him, but knowing who he is, mm-hmm. and that's like a that's like your dad looking dead at you and saying, "You're not my son." Oh that joint it hit hard. So I think I had to really take a minute, and it wasn't on you. I think I really had to take a minute and just look at myself like, "Is this who I want to be?" Mm-hmm. Is being called the smoker of who I want to be is being looked at as untrustworthy or a liar who I want to be is being looked at as sneaking off and doing stuff with sneaking off and doing stuff with people I know I shouldn't is sneaking off and doing something that I know I should be waiting for is that who I should be is that who I want to be looked at as mm. and I think that <laughs> really when you really look in the mirror and you look at yourself mm-hmm. and all them thoughts come to mind most people they're also i can only talk about me yeah, me i broke down because it's like yo like now that i'm looking at me mm-hmm. it's like yo this is not this is not me you take a real it takes some real self-reflection and it's like yo dog that the person who this is and the person who you was at 10 he's just two different things or the person who i know i should be mm-hmm. the person who i know should be reading the bible to my siblings who should be being a little nicer because they don't mind them, so let's, I'm, I'm not gonna be fake i'm not gonna <laughs> don't be fake <laughs> i'm saying this guy's all we gonna we gonna play but we can only play to the point where i'm not looked at as a little Right. So we can play. I'm still gonna be the big brother. I'm still gonna show you. I'm still gonna be a little mean. I, I have to. 
it's necessary for them. It's necessary for me too. I can't just be nice and nice. That's not it's not who I am. But I'm not a bully. Yeah. So I can't treat them as if I'm somebody in the street bullying them. Because how would I feel if the same people, if I see them outside, if somebody bullying them, how would I feel? Right. I'm going to run up and try to throw hands. Right. So I got to, so now I got to look at art. I should be throwing hands on my, on myself then. Because I'm sitting here doing the same thing. I don't want somebody to do to y'all. But now they're looking at it as, okay, it's acceptable because my big brother doing it to me. Right. It's not cool. So I got to look at it as if my dad, if my father above is nice, if my father above can give us harsh, harsh words that we need mm-hmm. and really break us down before we can be broken but mended. If God can break us but mend us down, mm-hmm. then I feel like if God can do that, then why should we not be able to accept the being broke down? Because I remember a couple of weeks, maybe two years ago, there was a sermon that you gave where we had to be broken to really be fixed. Mm-hmm. We can't go into now. This will be our another new year that we will be going into. And if you're broken, you're not going to be able to. This will be our uh, second. How say it worldly? Our worldly new year will be in a couple of weeks, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But our spiritual new year has already happened. Mm-hmm. So if you went to our spiritual new year broken. God get that's crazy. God give us a second chance to get fixed again. <laughs> so our spiritual new year, our spiritual new year was is in September, right? Yep. So he give us one time, and if you still not fixed, he give us October, November, December, three more months to fully get fixed. So he give us two. So he give us a time to spend back. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> This new, the new new year should be the time that we fully are accepting God for who we want Him to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, you better so, breathe! Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to do all that. I was, I was sleeping. But. Well, this has been an amazing encounter. Um, I'm blessed to have y'all on. Um, I don't want to prolong the time. I can go for hours just talking and just letting y'all just talk because the world needs to hear yeah, what y'all got to say. Yeah. So we're going to, okay, we, the studio audience have a question. <laughs> um, same question is the little ones. If there was something you could change in church, what would you change regarding the youth? From your age or younger. Regarding us? Regarding your age or even down to the younger ones. Say it one more time. If you could, regarding church service or just ministry in general, what would you change? If anything, what would you change? pertaining to the youth from your age and younger?
it's two things that I would definitely change because I feel like talking to you, I feel like in church for us, I would say we get bored. And I would say having children's church is cool, but I feel like having children's church is more of like 13 love. But for us teenagers, it's like, all right, you keep talking, like, when you gonna stop? Right. (laughs) Really? But then then if you're making a face, if you make a face, you already know your mom or pop, yo, get your face. They're gonna get on you. Right. So, you can't make no face, so you gotta sit there. You gotta sit there and look and basically feel some type of way on the inside and be like, yo, what you gonna stop talking? Like, I'm gonna like, come on, drop it home, like, try to get something to eat now, like, come on, like. But now at this point, um, I would say for, I would say for teenagers now. Just Um, it's, it's just a Okay. Not sure. Uh, it's still on. Oh, still on. All right. Well, y'all, y'all, y'all keep. Let me go get. Mine would be the same thing about children's church. It should stop at thirteen or twelve because nobody don't want to be. I, I understand what y'all saying. Nobody don't want to be in children's church. You know. And then the other thing yeah, sometimes church can be really boring. So I would say. Why? Because they just be going, going, yeah, going, going, going and going. But stop. for us, it's like we already gotta hear that. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Friday. So we gotta hear it from Monday to Friday up here. People keep going on and on and on and on and on. So we gotta hear that for eight hours. Then on Saturday, our Saturday is our only chill day now. Because Saturday is the time where you can actually sleep. And then even then, because you have parents who are busy and they and y'all have y'all cater business stuff like that. And then I got parents who. On Saturday, for real, for real, clean time. Like, <laughs> then, now, sometimes my pop be at work. So, at the same time, it's like, all right, well, he be at work. So, that means now I got to help my mom with something. I got to do, do something. Or when they be home, it's like, all right, well, come on, y'all. Let's take Saturday to enjoy time together. Yeah. So, then Sunday. So, when Sunday comes, it's like, dad, like, where my weekend go? Right. Now, Sunday. Come on, y'all. Seven o'clock. So get ready for church. What? <laughs> seven o'clock. It's five o'clock for me. Oh uh, well, I, I got I got lucky at one point because when we go to North Carolina, we gotta get up at seven. But um, not even that. So I would say during the time for teenagers after thirteen, from even I'm I'm a I'm gonna give a nice generous number. I'm gonna say thirteen and nineteen. Needs because, to be separate. No, 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 14, 14, 19. I think they should. I think I they should yes. start it back up because my, we don't do that. But I'm saying we should start it back up, like like young adults because yeah, seeing young the adults. kids don't know. Yeah, but it has something fun for us as well, mm-hmm. so that way we won't get bored. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so like, are 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 y'all like, are y'all willing to step up the plate and start it? I, is that, that that's what I'm that's, hearing? That's good. Say, but wait, wait before you answer. I'm glad Daddy said it that way. However, I want to add to what you said, because your question is, are y'all ready to do that? Yeah, because let me let me let me let me let y'all understand something. Y'all are at the age mm-hmm. that y'all can really start to now spread, spread out. out. Mm-hmm. See, this is one thing that the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about once you are old enough 
and you got off milk, you now start on meat. Once you can digest meat, now I can give you revelation. Now I can give you revelation. Now I need you to go and give somebody else milk. The scripture, my cup overflows. The reason why it's overflowing is because you now have the ability to pour into someone else. So if you got if your cup is just spilling over and you're not pouring into nobody, you're wasting oil. Mm -hmm. So, um, are you ready to, to, to jump in and in 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 tackle? How about tackle one one day? Like you know what, mom? I'm a I'm a who who's head of the youth department? Jaden. Okay. So That's a young prophet, right? Yeah. Okay. So why don't y'all tag team? Like, listen, mom, if it's okay with you, watch us. Like, bring have, have your dad, have your aunt, have somebody else come up and preach. Have uh assistant pastor preach that Sunday. Y'all go in another part of the sanctuary and let your mom watch y'all teach the young adults that's good that way she's now physically seeing you knowing that you're actually teaching and not playing but that's why i was saying that's how that's how you get started but that's why no that's why i was saying i wanted to add to what you said because as you were saying for them it's like all right like come on let's get it started so my question so this brought me to this part of it um do y'all think adults should teach children's church or youth oh. service? You want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like adults should teach. Okay. Because some of us, which we did for myself, I fully don't understand the Bible scripture like that, but I understand some. So I think it would be good for some adults to teach. Then again, I think it's good for youth to teach as well, older adults. So that way we could get the feel on how we could get the feel of it and also bring it to the little ones as well. Okay. okay. So, tell me if I'm wrong, because we are around the same age so you can agree. When we be in church, right? Mm -hmm. And they and people may say, All right, well it's time for you service to go. Okay. I feel like uh adult I feel like one, like when they have the head of the youth department, I feel like it should not be an adult over 25. Here's why I say that. If you over 25, you can sit in service and you've probably already been in church and you can sit in service and sit in service and hear what they got to say and write down and understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they need to have an adult under that 24 because of the fact that we all can agree on the yeah. same thing. So someone that's on like your not on your not, level, but on yeah. your level a Because bit. I feel like when <coughs> it's like when they tell us who our head who are ahead of the youth is, it's like all right, well he a little or he or she a little older than us, like uh, so or a lot older, you mean a lot older. Yeah, a lot older. <laughs> you don't want you don't want a grandma being ahead of the youth. Yeah, that's how yeah. I want to because it's like Cause it's like why? Why would why would they have a person who? 
who is able to or already been through this yeah. stage, I I think that we should have not even not even twenty five, bro, bro, because I need a I need to hear from a person who's going through what I'm going through. I need a or just coming off of it. So, so you're saying yeah. like, like a young adult. Yeah, like literally a young adult. So I, somebody maybe from the age of or let's say for instance, because some churches have leadership that is what they consider junior leadership mm -hmm. or said, um, youth uh, uh, leaders right. that are in training to go into leadership. Right. So maybe an age from like 16, depending on where they are, yeah. how much Bible knowledge they may have. What if, what if there were Bible, what if y'all basically your the youth leaders or teachers were from 16 to maybe 23? Yeah, that's well, do you said, think that would be a good age? They would be up. They would be up to date. Right. Over twenty five, you start getting getting more into, or at least most of twenty five girls that I know, they're like family to us. Right. Or, right. Um, right. Right. People who have kids or around this, like twenty five stuff like that. Okay. They starting to go more into their more adulthood life. Okay. They're not playing as much. They're not doing as many things as we are. They can't mm -hmm. be on their phone for seven, eight hours a day and chill. Okay. They can't take a break and do certain stuff. So that's what I'm saying. That's good. So the reason the reason that I'm I'm I hear what you're saying. So the reason I'm asking you that is because remember, cousin Rihanna was just here. Right. She's literally twenty five. Right. Do you think that she does she look like a woman of God or a person that you would be like, yo? I can sit in youth church because y'all not children. Y'all are the youth. Right. They're the children. Right. So that's what I was saying. There, there has to be a difference. It has to be a difference the between the younger because, children and the older right. children. So even got if we both go at the youth. same time and we come back at the same time, that's, that's cool. fine. But y'all, but, but you feel like, that y'all need to be separated. Yeah, is what I feel you're like children, children's church needs to be thirteen and under. Got it. That makes sense. No. I agree with that. But do they still do the um children church all day during the service? Basically, because I feel like we should. Sometimes I feel like we should be in the service. Yeah. Too, yeah. So, so at, at, our, at church, our church, we do it where it's like during Sunday service for them. We're in children's church. Mm -hmm. So that's one su one Sunday service for that. I mean Sunday morning Sunday, worship. Sunday morning worship is over. Everybody. Then everybody is in there, which I like how my apostle does that. Yeah. But. At the same time, even for that, I've talked to Apostle about this. I still feel like our services can go long. Mm -hmm. They so for for if there's really I'm so cheap because I don't even see. <laughs> sometimes we never know how long the service is gonna yeah. be. Mm -hmm. And because of the way that your church and my church move. God could shift the whole service from it being from morning to a whole night service. That's true. And it, there, have been, there, there, have been, there have been times where we have been in service at 12 o'clock. We're supposed to go home. Yeah. And we dang near sat in service from 12 to 4 something. We were like, yo. And my dad, like, all right, we're going to stay here today. Last mm -hmm. year, we was we was in service from, from like 11 o'clock to like 6 o'clock at night. We were supposed to leave. My dad, like, all right, we're going to stay another day. Mm -hmm. So, because if we didn't, everybody got tired. Yeah. So then it's like, then I feel like there should be a point where the kids, the younger kids should be able to come back out because then it's like, 
they getting sleepy. They getting sleepy. They getting hungry. They getting bored. Then they start, I, getting, I, then I, they start I, getting restless. Then they start getting loud. Then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, now they get, then they get in trouble. Yeah. Then, then they get yelled at. It's like, yo, like I used to hate getting yelled at in church, but it's like <laughs> you mad at me because I'm getting tired. Like now, now that I don't got tired, I'm bored. But but. But, but you know what? Is, I'm so thankful is, that he's being needed. so free to really like <coughs> be open, even though right. he was like, "Yo, let me talk to you." Yeah, because it's still the level of respect, yeah. and so I I respect that. Yeah, and sometimes even though you're our son and you're in the home, mm-hmm. I'm just thankful that you're being as open now. I feel like there's some areas where you wasn't so open, but I'm a, I'm gonna give you the grace. <laughs> However. This part right here, I feel like this was this was the question that I wanted to ask y'all, mm-hmm. y'all older ones, because and I mean I asked them, uh, that was kind of my question with them, but you know they're younger, they yeah. to them it's like still play, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even though the Holy Spirit moves through them so forth and so on, but I'm glad that you said that because I do believe and I feel that there should be a separation of the younger children. And the older children, there are things from third. Once you hit thirteen, at thirteen, there's things that you start to experience. Your body is going through all. It's Especially like for the females, yes, for the girls, yeah. And so, and I really feel like for the boys too. But I just yeah. feel like it's different for the girls because they're now going into a different level of puberty and um, maturity that the boys are going through their area too. But girls is more of a physical situation that if you're in uh, you know a, a a teaching and you have a youth pastor or a youth leader you can feel more free right. to have a conversation right. and i think that they're definitely across the board in the body of christ from one place to another country I really believe there needs to be a separation because the younger children are going through things mm-hmm. mentally physically emotionally that they're going through and you guys have already been there so some of those things y'all will be able to help them but y'all kind of going through now your own thing because y'all about to venture off into adulthood so there needs to be a separation so that you guys can have the freedom even though you have the freedom and the liberty through christ but a freedom and liberty inside the physical building Mm -hmm. to be able to talk to your youth pastors and say, yo, I'm going through this at school, which is making me not really want to come to church. Yeah, and then it's like, when you have a person that, like I was saying, under 25, Yeah. because, well, it's like four years of college. So still, that's what I'm saying, for like 24, Mm -hmm. hitting 25, you just about to just come out of college. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel take, like the breaking point yeah, should be so there. That's what I'm saying, 25. Because once you hit 25, that's the past four years. You basically done college. Right. Done school in general. Unless you want some extended type right. of program, which but makes for sense. For the main part, most people do the four years. And then, okay. So. Cool. But my thing is, the other part, too, and I feel like there should be two of a male and, and a, a female. And a female. I agree with that, too. Because when it's only for boys, when it's only a female side, yeah, I definitely feel like it should be a double team. And then for the girls too, because there have been points where my sisters in general have been like, all right, well, I don't really want to talk to him. Right. Like, that's a male. So now Right. You, so it, so it needs to make you basically for y'all to be comfortable. Right, right. That's what if they honestly want if this is what we want to do and we're honestly trying to put in the effort to be in church, I feel like the 
the standards need to be met for the adults, for the younger kids, and for the youth. Makes sense. Because it's like, if their standards not met for all three groups, because the the, the mothers of the church and the, and the older fathers of the church, they've been doing this for years. So right. they've already adjusted to how church is. Mm-hmm. And but they should be able to for just adults, relate. For adults yeah. who, who are just coming to church, because there have been points where adults have left church and now they want to come back. Right. But, but now they got to worry about, okay, now I'm being church hurt. Mm-hmm. And they're not even just being church hurt, but, okay, I'm not understanding. Right. So there needs so the adults there's some adult standards are not being met. But mm-hmm. okay, adults, y'all been through church before, so y'all know how it go. Right. Youth, teenagers going into adulthood, us first like all right, well I've been doing this since I was younger, but now that I'm a teenager, I wanna understand I wanna actually understand what y'all talking about. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like when I'm just sitting here it's like, Well, what's the point of me being here? I'm not understanding what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So for real, for real, I really don't got to listen. So that's, I feel like that's some of the thoughts that go through our head as you teenagers, because it's like, <coughs> well, if I'm not understanding, what's the point of what's the being here? Yeah. So that's, that's why it gets boring for us. So that's why I'm saying, once so, you hit, go ahead. that's why I'm saying the 24, because we can talk to them and we can be like, all right, well, listen, this is kind of boring for me. Mm-hmm. And they can talk to us on a real note and be like, well, listen, this is what the Bible is saying. And this is how it correlates to real life. This is how it's really working for me. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is like because in school we ask the question of, do this really mean something to us? Like, is it really going to help me in real life? So we can ask mm-hmm. the same question in church. And I feel like people have asked that question and not gotten the answer that they need to hear. Mm-hmm. So then for the younger kids, it's like, all right, well, now I'm sitting here, I'm bored. Mom and, mom and dad yelling at me because I'm getting bored. So then they start crying. Mm-hmm. And then, as an older sibling, it's like, oh my God, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. Just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes there are points where we actually want to listen to what the service is talking about. Right. But then there's always a distraction. Yeah. Either they're going on too long, mm-hmm. either our siblings are getting too loud and restless and they keep on asking us stuff because they're not going to go to their parents because they've already been yelled at. Right. So That's the next true. person they're going to is us. So then at the, it seems like there's always a distraction where we want to actually listen to what they're talking about. So I feel like for our youth, for our youth teenage group, mm-hmm. I feel like the pastor or the apostle or the bishop of the church should give them what lesson they're teaching on that day. And the youth pastor could give us the same lesson that way we know it or learning what they teach mm-hmm. us still, mm-hmm. just coming from another person. Got it. And then for them, they can do the same thing. They get their color. So everybody's books. getting the same thing. They get any scripture, they get any coloring books. Mm-hmm. So that everybody is still learning the same thing. You still on one mind. Right. On one accord, yeah. That's so good. one, one That's accord. Good. I like That's that. Good. So, so what, what happens when you get up there and God switches everything that, that you're doing? Because it happens. I mean, that, that's different. But, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. No, 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 no I, that, that's, that's a real thing, though, because there have been points where Apostle has switched <coughs> what she was talking about and going something totally different. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like at that point is when then they should start bringing us back in. It's like, all right, y'all, come on back in. Then we can start hearing the next part of what she has to say because then our youth, our youth pastor or leader is like, all right, well, pastor gave me this to to teach to them, but now she's going on to something else. Then that should be the point where where we come back in and we start listening to what apostle, bishop, pastor has to say. Because instructions going on. Mm -hmm. I was about to say that, and then I was about to say. We know that God, 
right? He is, Jesus is the representation of how we are to walk this right. life out, right? Mm -hmm. But God has already placed an order under the sun, under the heavens for everything that we're supposed to do, right? So if those situations happen, then praise be unto God that we already have the directions or the uh, direction of where we're going, meaning this Sunday, everybody's going to teach on 23rd Psalm. Right. That's what everybody's going to teach because that's what everybody in the house is going to get. That's the lesson, mm -hmm. so forth and so, so even on. If God switch up the service. So even if he switches up the message for the main, for the adult service, mm -hmm. everybody else can still stay on task of Psalms 23. Right. However, if the pastor gets something different and the Lord gives them something different, maybe it could just be that there's something in the house for the adults that the adults just need a different word, but everybody else is going to still get what was given in the direction. I think, I think you're really onto something by saying that. And I believe that that will literally change the trajectory of what's going on and how the church is being taught, how we're growing, how we're learning. Um, and I just think ultimately that like, but this is why we need to hear from the youth, right. you guys' voice matters. And the only other thing I wanted to say to you is you guys have to understand that there is a sacrifice when it comes to the things of God. So even with everything that you're saying, you were saying like, Hey, you know, like, I don't really got to sit here. That's the choice of freedom that you have. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, the, the, the freedom and the liberty to say, am I going to sit here even though my my body don't want to sit here they being long i don't feel like it but maybe it's something in this message that i need that i'm going to get attacked within this week but i'm gonna have this message right. to go back to right. to help me because literally that's what sunday service is and i feel like that's another thing too because it's like if you can agree for me at least it seemed like the time where there's always a distraction in the service mm -hmm. that same week or the next week mm -hmm. That scene that they was talking about, or in the scripture that it done happened, <laughs> then it's like, or when I remember at one point, my dad was talking about um, basically being attacking your mom. And I remember maybe two, three weeks later, it's like, I started having these problems where it was like, all right, now I'm getting headaches in school. Now mm -hmm. I can't, I can't stay up. I'm going to sleep in class. Teacher calling home, talking about, oh, you missed this, this, and this. I'm not doing work. What's wrong with me? I was just cool, but then I, my dad go back to the to the sermon to the sermon that he did, and it was like I thought talk, he talked about exactly what you needed to do to come out of that, mm. and I done missed it because there was a distraction, mm. or because I'm getting bored. He talking too long, <laughs> so like okay. you should always be in church now because of the way certain things go. I feel like a lot of kids miss out or a lot of people in the church miss out on what they honestly need to hear because of the fact that we get bored or we get tired or the even the even the um the, the little kids where they need stuff in school and the pastor could be talking <coughs> about something and they miss out too. Mm -hmm. Because there could be points where in in service where God will switch the whole service and everybody went on into the the heavenly language and now the kids might have wanted to act might actually want to listen, mm -hmm. but now they done missed out because 
God is taking it a different place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like their teachers should also get the same thing that everybody else is learning so we can all be on one accord. So that's, that's why I feel like there should be a male and female youth pastor that's or leader mm-hmm. and then a male and female um, for the little ones too. For the little ones too. Because some girls do some little girls do honestly want to have a conversation with another female. Mm-hmm. They don't always want to talk to no man. And if they want to talk to a man they can talk to their dad. But that's another thing too. They don't always have their dad to talk to. So if it's only a male there and they little kids, it's like, okay, why should I want to talk to you? Like, I don't have face. So they put that's something good. they put in something there, like how you just said, they put something there and they face that maybe they don't have. Mm-hmm. That's good. He on the storm. I think he needs his own podcast. <laughs> well, this was great. Um This was what is Yeah.